Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because I made the charcoal mess. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? Uh, hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Money Girl podcast. My name is Laura Adams. I'm a personal finance expert and award-winning author of multiple books, including Money Girl Smart Moves to Grow Rich. On this show, I help you get the knowledge, resources, and motivation to manage your money with confidence. My goal with every episode is to leave you with some practical tips and tactics that you can use right away to create a richer life. If you're enjoying the show, please be sure to share it and subscribe for free so you get every episode the moment it's released. No matter if you're a new listener or one who's been in the Money Girl community for a long time, if you haven't rated and reviewed the show yet, I would really, really appreciate you taking a minute to submit a short five-star review on iTunes or wherever you get podcasts. I read all of the reviews and it really means a lot to me to get your feedback. Plus, it helps new listeners find us and know what the show is all about, so they'll subscribe and tune in to get the help that they need to move their finances in a positive direction. Today's episode is about debt. If you started the new year with some extra credit card debt, well, you're definitely not alone. Maybe you threw a party that cost more than expected, or you sprang for a lavish family dinner expensive presents, or a few additional purchases for yourself while you were shopping. I have to tell you that I did all of those things, so I'm definitely carrying a little extra debt right now myself that I'm working on paying off ASAP. High credit card balances can cause a lot of anxiety and stress when you can't pay them off in full. Amounts that you carry from month to month not only result in higher interest charges, but they also bring down your credit scores, and that negatively affects many areas of your financial life. So in this podcast, I'll cover five steps to get out of post-holiday debt faster. So you take control of your finances and you move in the right direction. And by the way, these are the exact steps that I have taken. And I go through these steps every new year. So you'll get a little bit of a insight into how I evaluate my own financial situation on an annual basis. To see notes from this episode, which is basically a blog post that includes all of the resources that I mentioned, go to the Money Girls section at quickanddirtytips.com. You'll see a section called Money Girls Recent Tips. Right there, just look for episode number 480 called Five Steps to Get Out of Holiday Debt Faster. 
Okay, so as you begin to think about your financial situation and and specifically your debt, I'd like you to schedule time with other stakeholders in your financial life. So that could be a spouse, partner, family member, to go through the steps that we're going to talk about in this show. And that's exactly what I did. I asked my husband to schedule in some time for me this past weekend where we could really sit down and and go through some of the documents and the ideas that we'll talk about in the show. So the very first step that we talked about was to review our financial situation. That's step number one. And this is key because before you can solve a problem or really review any situation, You need to take stock of the entire situation. So you've got to get a bird's eye view of your entire financial life. And the best way that I know to do that is to create a document that I call your personal financial statement or PFS. And I've written about this before. It's something that I talk a lot about in my book, Money Girl Smart Moves to Grow Rich. I recommend that you create your PFS and update it monthly, especially as you focus on paying down debt more aggressively. Now, if you're in a situation where you're not behind on debt, maybe you want to update your PFS on an annual basis. That's what I do. But if you're in a situation where you're really working on some things right now, you'll want to take stock of it more frequently, like once a quarter or once a month. So how do you create your PFS? Well, It's pretty easy to do. You simply make a list of all of your assets and their current values. So assets are the things of value that you own. These include bank accounts, retirement accounts, investing accounts, real estate, vehicles, anything else of value that you own. Maybe you own gold or maybe you have a collection of antiques. Anything that you own that has true value that you could literally sell Uh, turn into cash tomorrow, that's an asset. Okay, then you want to list out your debts or your liabilities. So these are going to be the balances that you owe right now for things like mortgages, car loans, student loans, and credit cards. Or maybe you owe money to a friend or family member. That's a liability as well that you'll want to include. So when you list these out, include the amount that you owe and the interest rate that you're paying for each debt so you know which one of these debts is costing you the most on a percentage basis. And you might even uh, put them in order of highest interest rate to lowest interest rate. We'll talk a little bit more about why that's important in a moment. So when you subtract your total debts from your total assets, you've calculated your net worth. Your net worth is just your assets minus your liabilities. So, for instance, if you have $20,000 in assets and you have $190,000 in debts, your net worth is $10,000. And by the way, it's not uncommon to have a negative net worth. Unfortunately, many people have more debt than they have assets. And this can be the case, especially when you're young, when you're just starting out. Maybe you have a lot of student loan debt right now. Um, So if you're in a situation with negative net worth, this Creating this PFS is especially important. You're going to want to really make sure that you're watching that negative balance get smaller and smaller and turn positive over the years. So it's important to track your net worth over time simply to know if you're building wealth or you're losing wealth. You increase wealth by increasing your assets like that emergency savings and retirement accounts. You increase wealth by shrinking your liabilities 
or all of those debts we're talking about today, maybe that credit card debt from the holidays, or ideally doing both at the same time. So increasing assets and shrinking debts at the same time is the fastest way to build your net worth. So once you have that PFS in front of you, you've got a bird's eye view of your situation and you know exactly what your net worth is. You know how much credit card debt you're looking at right now from the holidays. So that's step one. Step two is to make a debt payoff plan. Once you have a list of all your debts, so you've got the name of the account, the amount, the interest rates, you've got that at your fingertips, then you're ready to create a strategy to pay them down. So here are some ways to approach your payoff plan, and you can really tailor this to whatever method feels right for you. I'm going to give you several different methods that you can use to approach your debt. The first is to create a debt deadline. So this might be getting rid of that extra holiday debt load within 90 days. You could divide the amount you racked up over the holidays by three to determine how much extra you need to pay monthly over the next three months. For a longer term plan, let's say you've got a whole lot of debt that you've been carrying. We're not talking about just extra debt from the holidays, but we're talking about a lot of debt that you've accumulated. One tip is to go to your credit card statement. It will actually show you how much you must pay to wipe out the balance in 36 months if you make no additional charges. So that's part of the format that credit card statements have to provide for you. They've got to show you what you would need to pay each month to wipe out that balance in three years. So maybe that's your plan and your credit card statement will tell you exactly what the amount is going to be. Again, that's if you make no additional charges. And so this is the approach that I'm going to take. I know exactly how much debt I accumulated over the holidays, and I'm going to make sure that I pay it off um, within the next 60 days. Now, another method to pay off your debt is to target the smallest debt amounts first, regardless of interest rate. Let's say you have one credit card debt of $1,000 and you're paying 12% interest on that card. And you've got a second card with a $5,000 balance charging 19%. You might enjoy a great sense of accomplishment, satisfaction, and momentum by wiping out the $1,000 debt first, even though it's at a smaller interest rate. Then you'd move on to the next highest amount debt after that. Now, this can really make sense psychologically, gives you a sense of accomplishment to pay off a smaller amount and then move on. However, for larger balances, I don't recommend doing that. If you've got larger debts, I recommend the next strategy, which is to target the highest interest rate debt first, regardless of the amount. This is also known as laddering. For instance, if you owe $15,000 at 22%, and 8000 at 12%, you'd pay off the 22% rate card first because it's costing you the most in interest. Getting rid of debt in order of highest to lowest interest rate makes the most mathematical sense because you save more interest over the long run. But like I mentioned, when we're talking about smaller debts, maybe attacking the smallest debt first may give you a sense of a big win. So this is a question I get a lot. Should I tackle the smallest debt first or the highest interest rate? And I say, 
it really depends on how big those debts are. If you've got small debts that you really just want to be done with it, you want to wipe it out, I say, fine, go for those small amounts. But when we're talking about double-digit rate debt, higher amounts, it makes much more sense to tackle the highest interest debts first. Okay, and then lastly, you could create a combo debt strategy that uses any of these plans. For instance, you might commit to paying off a relatively small, low-interest debt over three months to get a quick win and then turn your attention to the highest-interest debts. And when it comes to the amount to pay, you really should pay as much as you can afford. Maybe you pay double or triple the minimum payment. Or perhaps you set a flat amount to pay, such as an additional $500 or $1,000 each month, while continuing to make minimum payments on your other cards. No matter which debt payoff plan you choose, I want you to get as aggressive as possible and stick with it. Once you zero out a balance, you're going to feel great, but I want you to be cautious about closing a credit card because that can actually hurt your credit. And I won't go into the reasons why here. I've done a lot of podcasting about closing credit cards. I'll refer you to episode number 457, which is called Canceling Credit Cards, Five Questions to Ask Before Closing Accounts. Okay, once you have done step one by creating a personal financial statement and you've done step two by choosing a debt payoff plan, step number three is to consider optimizing your debt. Optimizing debt involves strategies to pay less for it. Now, that doesn't make the total amount you owe disappear, but paying less interest allows you to pay down the principal balance faster. If you've got a clear plan for paying off a debt within a year or 18 months, for instance, consider how moving it to a 0% balance transfer card could help you save money. Transfers usually charge a one-time fee, like 2% or 3% of the amount you transfer. However, if you're paying double-digit interest, you're going to come out ahead big time until that 0% promotional offer expires. So the trick to using a balance transfer card successfully is to know what the interest rate will be after the low or no interest period expires and to have a plan to pay off the entire balance before the promotion ends and the rate jumps. Otherwise, you could end up paying a higher rate than you started with. So you really need to do your homework and understand how these balance transfer cards work. But if you do have a clear plan for paying it off within a set period of time, they can really save a lot of money. Another way to optimize debt is to transfer it to a low-rate personal loan, which is also known as a signature loan. This is a great option if you don't trust yourself to stay away from running up credit card balances. So how this works is you agree to make set monthly payments over a certain period of time, like 36 months, and then the account is closed. The downside to using a personal loan to pay off credit card debt is that the payment will be higher than a typical minimum credit card payment, and you won't have the flexibility to pay less. So once you're committed to that amount, you, you know, you've got to be ready to fit that into your spending plan. Also, the interest rate on a personal loan will depend on your credit, meaning that it may not be a lower interest rate than your credit cards if you don't have good credit. And to learn more about this topic, check out episode number 405 called Eight Pros and Cons of Using Personal Loans to Consolidate Credit Card Debt. 
And for older episodes like this, you're going to want to go about halfway down the Money Girl page where you'll see Money Girl's archives. In that section of the Money Girl page, again, it's at quickanddirtytips.com, you can see all of the shows. So even those shows that are too old to be in iTunes or other podcast aggregators, you can stream all of them from the Money Girl page. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Money Girl is sponsored by Claritin. If you're like me and you suffer from allergies, you know this time of year can be pretty rough. There's a lot of sneezing, itchy eyes, congestion, and they can really hold you back from living the life you want to live. Luckily, for those with allergies, you can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. This is a product designed for serious allergy sufferers. It's got two ingredients in one pill that relieve allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double-action combo of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant relieves all the symptoms that you suffer. And what I love about Claritin D is that it starts working in as little as 30 minutes. Plus, it's non-drowsy, so you can still make the most of your day. I can take Claritin D and then get on the mic and record a podcast without being too congested. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Cheers to a great day and this ice-cold Corona. You know what would make this day even better? My grandma's carne asada. Or your grandma here with us, making carne asada. She does love a cold Corona. Throw in some dancing. Oh, we can watch the game. I'll drink to that. So a backyard concert with football, food, dancing, and Corona? And your grandma. Or we could keep it simple. Simple is good. Want a Corona? Thanks. Salud to the perfect day. Corona, la vida más fina. Get your Corona at ordercorona.com. Relax responsibly. Corona Extra Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Okay, step number four for getting out of holiday debt fast is create a spending plan. To make your debt payoff plan work, you've got to incorporate it into a realistic spending plan for the entire year. You can track your income and expenses in a variety of ways. You can use a budget planner spreadsheet, and I'll put a link to a really great one in the show notes. You can use a free app like Mint or even desktop software that has lots of functionality like Quicken or QuickBooks. If you've been a longtime listener of the show, you probably know that I'm a big Quicken fan because it allows you to view all of your financial accounts in one place. You can assign a category to each transaction, view reports, and monitor your budget by spending category. Setting goals and watching how much you spend on dining out, clothes, and luxuries is a crucial part to getting out of debt. So I want to challenge you to experiment with less expensive meal options and to trim your expenses every way possible. Pick one or two services that you could eliminate or purchase less often. 
Make sure to include your savings goals, like this year's holiday fund, an emergency fund, and your retirement contributions into your spending plan. Ideally, you'll set these up as automatic transfers from your checking account into your savings account or into your retirement plan so you don't even have to think about them. You could even open a separate savings account just for holiday expenses so you have a debt-free holiday next year. Keeping those funds out of your checking account makes it a lot less tempting to spend them on something else. In the first two chapters of my book, Money Girl Smart Moves to Grow Rich, I go into a lot of detail about exactly how to create and monitor a spending plan. And I also cover how to create your personal financial statement. You can get those first two chapters for free when you go to my site, lauradadams.com. You can opt in right there on the homepage and download those first two chapters and get a lot more detail about everything that we're talking about in this podcast. So do that right now. And our last step, number five, is stop making new charges. No matter if you create a spending plan or not, to get rid of holiday debt fast, you've got to put the brakes on your credit cards. It's much easier to pay off debt when you aren't piling more on top of the debt you already have. And if you have extra income from a bonus, a tax refund maybe coming in a few months, or an unexpected windfall, always use that money to pay down debt. If you're using credit cards to fund a lifestyle that you can't afford, I want you to own up to it right now and reverse the damage quickly. You know what you're buying that you shouldn't be buying. We all have different temptations. I know that quitting the bad habit of overspending, it isn't easy. My personal weakness has always been shoes and clothes, and that's something that I also talk about in in my book. Maybe you can relate. Or perhaps you've gone crazy lately furnishing a new home or buying too many gifts for kids or splurging on vacations that you just don't have the money to pay for. We all have guilty pleasures, and I'm not saying that you don't deserve some of them. But when you have credit card debt that's holding you back from achieving your goals, like fully funding a retirement account or building an emergency fund, you've got to make sacrifices to get your debt under control. Debt doesn't have to be a burden forever. If you use these five steps to take charge of your finances, you will control your credit card debt instead of it controlling you. If you'd like to keep the conversation going about debt with a terrific community, I want to invite you to join my private Facebook group called Dominate Your Dollars. To request your invitation, visit Dominate Your Dollars on Facebook or send me a text message for immediate access. Just text the word dollars, that's D-O-L-L-A-R-S, to the number 33444. I hope to see you in the group. And you can also visit lauradadams.com to email me your money question directly, or you could even record a voice message that I may be able to use in the show. To do that, go to the Money Girl Facebook page and look for the menu on the left side of the page that says record a message. You can also download the two chapters that I mentioned here in the show on the Money Girl Facebook page as well. That's all for now. I'll talk to you next week, courtesy of Money Girl, your guide to a richer life.
Cheers to a great day and this ice-cold Corona. You know what would make this day even better? My grandma's carne asada. Throw in some music. We can watch the game. Or we could keep it simple. Corona, la vida más fina. Get your Corona at ordercorona.com. Relax responsibly. Corona extra beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Imagine earning a degree that prepares you with real skills for the real world. Capella University's programs teach skills relevant to your career so you can apply what you learn right away. Learn how Capella can make a difference in your life at capella.edu.